a Midnight Waffles podcast. This is Battle Stations, a podcast about the Columbus Destroyers and the Arena Football League. I'm Frank Walker. Thanks for joining us on this week's show, folks. Uh, we're going to start, like we always do, with our uh, interview with Destroyers head coach, Matt Salk. And welcome to the Battle Stations podcast, Columbus Destroyers head coach, Matt Salk. How are we doing this evening, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. Enjoying the uh, what looks like now to be a summer rainstorm at this point. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's... yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, getting to kind of the, I guess, the first order of business on, on this week. How's how's Grant doing? How he how's he uh, looking? I, I know obviously we're probably not seeing him in the season finale at all, but how's he feeling? Um, you know, obviously, just, I think disappointed. You know, in the fact that he got hurt. Um, you know, obviously, he's, he's done for you know the last game. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's anything where surgery is going to be needed. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'm sure he's he's probably a little bit down not being able to play in this last game. Okay. Yeah, that I mean I can see that. I mean having that that first season of, of pro football under your belt and it end that way, I can see why that'd be a yeah, just a rough way for it to end. Um so so looking at last week against Baltimore, it it didn't have any of the usual suspects to blame for a loss. There weren't a lot of turnovers. I think I think uh, I'm sorry, Al- Albany. Uh I think Albany yeah. only had one sack. So what what happened last week when you were watching the tape? What was the reasons the destroyers just just couldn't seem to put it together this last week. Um, you know, I, I would attribute it to mental mistakes. Um, you know, and just you know, just kind of things that have happened to us all year. You know, first drive, uh, Fabian, who's handled the ball hundreds of times this season, uh, fumbles the ball, and it's his first one of the year. And you know, it's just one of those things where you don't ever expect it, but it happened. Um, you know, they get an onside kick. Um, you know, we, we tend to not block the right person. Uh, so, you know, you're talking again, where they're able to score, uh, you know, get a stop score, um, kick off, uh, you know, we score and then they get two in a row and all of a sudden it's, it's, it's hard. And that's kind of been, like I said, that's been our season where, you know, we kind of just self-destruct, and and it hurt, and it hurts. Um, it makes it really hard to to win games. But um, you know, watching offensively, you know, I, I think that we, you know, I, I felt like we moved the ball all game long. I, you know, when I watched film, I don't know that they did anything to stop us. I just think that uh, you know we didn't, um, you know, we didn't do the right things when we needed to. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. It was one of those games where just things just, it just seemed like things just weren't, they weren't on the same page. So I, going into this week, does, I mean, you know, when you're going with, with, uh, with, I'm assuming going with Liam this week, but I mean, he, you know, another tall guy, another quarterback who's, who's tall in there. Does it, does the plan change with a different quarterback in place? Do you have to make little adjustments? How does that change for, for the team preparing from one quarterback they've had all season to, to going back to uh, Liam this week. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to change a little bit. I mean, my goal is, you know, I'm, I'm bringing another quarterback in, the guy who's been with me. Um, you know, he gets here tonight, so um, I'm kind of, kind of see how practice goes, um, and just kind of make a decision at that point. Um, I want to win the game. I, you know, I'm not here to, 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 
to look at rookies and all that stuff. I, I, I want to win. Our goal is to win. So, you know, if, if the guy that comes in is gives me a better chance to win, then he'll play. So, um, you know, and that's been our goal the entire year. So, you know, I, I'm not someone that's going to accept one loss. I, I want to keep on trying to, to get another win. And, and like I said, you know, this week we're going to obviously have different quarterbacks in for the first time since the first game. Um, but our goal is to win, and we're going to do everything that we can to do it. Can you tell us who's coming in tonight, Coach? Um, I'm going to wait until I, – I can't really do it until the transaction happens. Um, it should happen tomorrow, um, and then you'll know. Okay. All right. I had to ask. Um, all right. So this week definitely sounds like you're like you're saying. you're. There's a mission to try and win it. Are you feeling that with the guys, with the players, that there's just this – obviously, you know, with the playoff side of step, is it just that mission about getting the win this week and that, that being kind of the driving force with them? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've had to add four new guys uh, this week from the previous week where we added eight. So um, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. Uh, We're going to do our best to make sure these guys are prepared. You know, we're going to practice hard for two days. Uh, When we get to Washington, we'll have meetings to, you know, kind of watch more film and, and try to prepare ourselves. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, when you have, uh, 12 guys in a matter of, you know, two or three weeks, I mean, that's half of your active roster. We have 17 guys on the IR right now. That's literally an offense and defense with an extra guy. So we, it's been a tough year. Um, you know, I don't like making, making excuses, but you know, when you're going against a team that has got, you know, 11 guys over the age of 30 and our entire, basically our entire team is, is under, you know, 26. Uh, It's difficult. All right. Now, what did it mean to you this week um, going to that final home game at nationwide for the year to see that the largest crowd of the season at the home finale, especially after the kind of year this team or the year this team has had, what does that, what kind of confidence does that give you in the, the team and the organization and the fan base going forward? I mean, it's awesome. I mean, you know, again, but it's not like we've done awesome. And the fans have come out. They've supported us. I think the thing I'm most excited about is year two and the fact that when I know that we're going to win um, and we're getting the crowds that we're getting with, you know, the record that we have, I know that when we win, uh, it's gonna be, there's going to be more buzz around the city. I think we'll obviously get in those tens, maybe even 12,000 uh, fans at that time. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm excited. You know, I, I, I want to obviously finish strong, but, I, I, you know, I'm excited about next year and, and the fact that, you know, these, I mean, God, like I said, even the guys in IR, you know, you're talking 20 something uh, rookies will now be veterans. They'll have played a year in the, in the, in the system. They'll play a year in the, in the arena league. And, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. And plus we'll have a full off season to uh, recruit, uh, do private workouts, do open workouts and do all that stuff. All right. Now, as a, I mean, as a coach, you've told, obviously we know, you know, going to this week, you guys are single-minded on getting this win in the, the final game for the season. If you take just a second, I know you've been on the other side of this as well, where you're kind of playing games at the end of the season where it's like the Valor playing this week, where it's, okay, it kind of yeah. affects their seeding, but how does that, I mean, you know, do, do you think they're approaching the game any differently or do you think they're in that same mindset of, let's, we just want to get the win this week? You know, I don't know. I mean, because in reality, it, you're either the third or the fourth seed. So, I mean, you're either – but regardless, you're still going to play it away for that first game. So, um, I don't know how their approach would be. Um, 
I'm assuming that they want to win. I mean, to me, if I were a coach, I'd, I'd always want to win going into the playoffs. So I think it's, it's important to keep that momentum. So, you know, I, I, but, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really know what he's going to do. I guess we'll have to wait until game day. And, again, with the 24-man roster, it's not like you can, you know, magically bring on, you know, 10 guys to, to play over, you know, other guys. So, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to bring their best and, and, and hopefully get that win. All right, Coach. Well, thank you for your time again this week, and uh, and I think we'll try and set up talk to you one more time when we when we round out the season there and see how yeah. that goes. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I I look forward to it, and hopefully we'll get that win. All right. Thank you very much. Good luck this week, Coach. All right. Take care. All right. We do thank uh, Head Coach Matt Sock for joining the show, as always, there. Um this week, it was just, I mean, the only way to describe this week was it was just more another frustrating game. And this one was different because it, the week before, you know, there were turnovers, there were interceptions aplenty, there was the safety, just everything looked wrong. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a shipwreck is what the week before was. This week... This week looked like someone who was just... The best example I can think of is if you all think back to when you got your driver's license and you had to do that cones test. And some people, when they first started that cones test, they struggled. No matter what they did, they would always hit one of those cones somewhere. And that's what it felt like this week. It felt like no matter what the destroyers were doing, they were hitting one of those cones. Everything was just off. And... I mean, I've got my own theories to it. Part of it you gotta wonder is, especially between the receivers and and like Coach Sock mentioned, there's a lot of new guys kind of coming into this thing. But the one, con- the couple of consistents all season long had been Fabian Guerra and uh, and Grant Russell. Well, both of them were out of the game early. Um, Grant was hurt. Fabian was ejected. On what was, eh. I mean, it, it was it wasn't great, but at the same time, kicking guys out for that. I mean, especially as 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 intense as I've seen the AFL all year, and we've got something else on that. But and maybe it's something where just the AFL is is got some concerns about not wanting to be viewed as you know the guys going in and and taking swings at each other or something. I don't know. I I didn't think it was that bad what happened there, so I was kind of surprised there was the 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 kicking out, but. But what Matt Sock described was was pretty accurate to the game. I mean, Albany took a big lead early, and Columbus just never got back into it. And it was and it and it felt like it was just off. Um, again, part of it you got to wonder between new guys and all week you have you know um, you have Grant getting those first team reps. Now, obviously they they practice with with Nadler in, but there's just no replacing not having all those reps, and then being thrown into a game. It's just too hard. Um, so maybe that's part of it, especially when you're against a team that at that point was 8-2, and two, now 9-2. and two. That's tough. That's tough to show what you can do, and that's a rough way to go. So it, you got to wonder if that was part of it. I'm real interested to see what happens this week with the now uh, mystery quarterback, um, which makes it, I mean, you know, yeah. Even if the Destroyers start Liam Nadler this week, which they might, I, I mean, he, I thought at times he looked pretty accurate. I thought at times he looked good. 
Um, there were a couple of times he threw the ball into what were very tight windows for an arena football game, even for a regular football game, and I was impressed. There are other times where he was off, but again, some of that you wonder if it was just timing and not having had practice runs with these guys. So I think I think Liam's showed a good amount of just straight talent at different points in the game this week. Obviously, it wasn't enough, but it was it was interesting to see. Um, the mystery QB. Obviously, even if they play Liam, the Destroyers have to have a backup. Uh, you have to have somebody that can play quarterback. You can't just have Fabian or, or Varmasoni step in, although that might be kind of entertaining, if nothing else. If, if, <laughs> if heaven forbid, something happened to one of our quarterbacks, you just put Varmasoni in at quarterback and see what happens. That could be an entertaining game. Um you could read some weird stuff. I mean, I know arena football, they, things like the Wildcat may not be as great, but it could work. It could be interesting. Uh, something I do want to say to the fans, I am really proud of how they showed up as far as attendance for that final game. 9,200. I mean, one of the bigger houses in arena football this season. Uh, that's... That's something for a for a final game for a team that's won one game all year to have, I think what the only attendance Philadelphia I guess Philadelphia's had a ten thousand game they've had a couple of ninety ninety eight hundred games, um, but what is it? There's been one two three four. There's been five arena football games all season that had a higher attendance than that. Two of them were in Philly or three of them were in Philly. Two of them were in Albany, so and, and those are two of the best teams in the league. So for Columbus to do what they did in that final game of the season, that's impressive. I'm I'm happy to see where that's going. I think that's a good a good sign of things to come. Um, okay, so we know officially that the Arena Bowl is going to be Sunday, August 11th, which is really cool because that's what just a couple of weeks before the NFL season begins, uh, right before my vacation, which I'm excited about. So it's, it's a cool time to have it. Um, you kind of have that setup where you have about a week or so off before you hit college football season, maybe two weeks, I think. Yeah, because college football starts Labor Day weekend, so probably two or three weeks there, and then you jump right into college and NFL football. Um, the plan, at least as far as this show goes, just getting everybody a heads up, is to continue doing shows every week through the Arena Bowl. Uh, we're going to try and do kind of like preview shows for where the games are at, what's going on with the teams. Um, and then obviously we're going to have to do a post-Arena Bowl show um, just based on, obviously the big news at that point will be, one, who won the Arena Bowl, and two, where the expansion teams, as that's been announced. Uh, you heard me kind of mention it there with Coach Sock. I, the plan as of now, unless he wants to do it differently, is to do one more with him after the season's over. If they were continuing the playoff, that might change, but since he's heading for his off season. There, there's not going to really be a lot unless we're just trying to get his take on teams, I guess. But, but because he's still a coach for a team, we're not. We won't ask him into that yet. Now, um, heard some fun stuff about the expansion process uh, and where that was at. At least give you some ideas on what's happening now. For those we've talked with throughout the season uh, about things that are going on here, there is definitely a. Um, the, the Arena Football League, as it's currently constructed, with the single entity ownership, has definitely taken on more of a business approach to things like expansion. Um, the expansions this year to Atlantic City and Columbus were... There were reasons they went into each city. 
But as could was easily told by the lateness of how they were announced, there was a bit of a rush to get things done. Uh, we talked about it on this show. How um, we talked about it on this show. How uh, Rich Whitmire for the 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 COO of the Destroyers, he's told us about how there was a kind of a. Uh, he he just found out he he didn't have a whole lot of lead time, let's say, to get things built. So I think both teams have done a very good job with how much lead time they had on things. But it will be great to see both Atlantic City and Columbus have a full off season, as well as whoever these new teams are, to have a full off season to really kind of build and have a, a stronger foundation going into the next season. Now, what I can share about what's happened with expansion, I mean, I, what I can say is pretty. Pretty straightforward stuff. Um, the league analyzed a lot of cities. Uh, the league had a lot of data points to try and figure out. I mean, everything from... When we're talking data points, guys, we are not just talking, oh, how big is the city? Oh, has there been an arena football team before? Obviously, we're talking about things like the arena. You're talking about what kind of deals you can get with the arena. You're talking about things like workman's comp insurance laws and how that affects the bottom line of a football team, how much money they have to spend on certain things. You're talking about um, travel costs. You're talking about... Uh, what other teams are in the area. You're talking about disposable incomes. You're talking about just just a lot of factors. Um, I mean, everything I've seen, you know, it, it's it's been close to, I believe, over over 200 points that, that the, the league was looking at for each one of these cities. And they were narrowing it down. At that point, to my understanding, they approached a certain number of cities. It was under 10 cities kind of thinking, oh, we've got it whittled down to this. This is what we kind of want to see. And at different points, I think those cities were made aware of what happened and kind of made presentations more or less to the Arena Football League. I don't know if these were in person. I don't know if these were like, you know, conference call meetings or, or they shared screens on computer laptops or what happened exactly. But those were the kind of processes I think were underway. So what you're going to see when when this is announced, when we get to expansion, is... A combination of the league looking at places and saying, this is what logically makes sense for us. And then seeing what those cities wanted to put forward. So we've speculated a lot here about what we think that looks like. But there could be some surprises. I'm starting to feel that there will be... I, just my gut, from everything I've heard and felt, is there's going to be one where we're all going to be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And there's going to be one that I think will kind of blow us all. Like, I'm not saying blow you away like, oh, look at this, it's this city and this giant arena, but just one that's going to kind of come out of nowhere, a dark horse that'll be like, wow, I did not see that one coming. And and I, my inclination of how this process worked, and, and this wasn't exactly told to me, this was just a, uh, a feeling I've gotten from having talked to different people around the league and having gotten a sense of how they're doing business is, once they got down to a certain list of under 10, I think there was kind of a sense of any of these 10 cities will, any of these under 10 cities will fit the bill. They will do what we need them to do. They will be good cities. It will be fun to watch. You know, it'd be a great city for arena football. And again, the plan is more expansion in the future. We've talked about this before to our understanding. The plan is to do uh, two week or two this year two the next year, another two year after that kind of reevaluate, see where things stand. So, I mean, that list of under 10, the cities that aren't picked this year will probably have a pretty good chance at next year. Um, so that's where I think we're at. 
that's where I think we're at in this in this process. So it'll be this mix. It's not just going to be the way you or I would sit down um, and and just be like, oh, throw darts at a map, or oh, this is a cool arena, and remember when this team was there. It's not really going to be that. So that's what we're looking at there. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited for the future of the Arena Football League. And, and going into the last week, this game at Washington, you heard me ask Coach Sock about it. And, you know, is how, what's Washington going to be playing for? Well, they're going to be playing to not have to go to Albany. But the consolation prize is going to Philadelphia. So it's not like one's a lot easier than the others. Um, but it's it's worth something. And and it's something that's that's worth seeing there. So they're that's what they're really playing for at that point. Um, so we'll see where this where this last game goes. Um, for Destroyers fans, enjoy it. We got a 3.30 kick on Saturday, so you can sit down, enjoy Saturday afternoon, watch some football, uh, root on the Destroyers one more time this season with, again, what I, I mentioned this last week, and I'll mention again this week, just that awesome feeling of we're going to be back next season. Uh, Coach Salk was talking about it, looking forward to next season. I am. I don't want to look past this week because I want to enjoy this for just for what it is. The first season, the Destroyers are back. But I'm excited for this whole new legacy of Destroyers football going forward. So thanks for listening to the show, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. And go Destroyers. Thank you for listening to Battle Stations. 